This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. If you enjoy listening to The Blueprint, would you please take a few moments to hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on, as this is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast. Today is the beginning of a number of episodes where I'll be discussing how to build a well-rounded exercise program that improves your global health and fitness. Every episode will include practical knowledge and tools you can implement now to take the next step in your health journey. Today, I'm going to focus on the basic anatomy of a well-rounded program. But before I get into this discussion, I want to make it clear that before you start any new exercise program or make radical adjustments, please consult your doctor first. My goal is to give you the information you need to improve your health, well-being, and performance. But there's a lot of personal factors to consider when architecting an exercise program that maybe only you and your doctor know. So let's start off with this. Why do you exercise? Why do I exercise? Why is this important? Exercise is important because it improves our longevity. It increases our resilience to external stressors. It also makes us feel better. You know, we move better when you exercise. It helps you blow off some steam. It's good for your mental health. Helps you build strength and stamina so you can do the things you enjoy like without hurting yourself, like staying active with your kids. It's also enjoyable. And that's the key to this whole thing. If you want to stick with an exercise program for the long term, it needs to be enjoyable. And there's a lot of reasons to exercise. And I think it's important that if you want to have a regular rhythm of exercise in your life, that you define your why. Why is it important? Take a few moments to do that. Like maybe write it in your phone, but like really get down to that why. To make sure that we're all on the same page, though, let's start by defining terms. Socrates says the beginning of wisdom is in the definition of terms. And if we're going to be able to transfer knowledge into action to build a sustainable exercise regimen, then I think it's important that we start by defining exercise. The World Health Organization defines physical activity as any bodily movement produced by skeletal muscles that requires energy expenditure. Physical activity refers to all movement, including leisure time, for transport to get to and from places, or as part of somebody's work. Both moderate and vigorous intensity physical activity improve health. Now, exercise can be more precisely defined as an activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve global physical and psychological health and fitness. This could be riding a bike, playing basketball, lifting weights, doing yoga, playing up-tempo games with your kids. What I want to focus on is more structured exercise that you engage in to improve various aspects of your health, like maybe your mobility or flexibility or strength or balance or endurance. The first thing I want to set in your mind is time. How much time do you need to set aside for exercise to be healthy? Because let's admit it, time is the limiting factor for almost all of us. And what are the thresholds for engagement that you need to hit to see a benefit? For adults 18 to 64, you need a minimum of 150 minutes of physical activity or exercise per week, with 300 minutes being the optimal threshold. So 150 minutes is the absolute bare minimum. You should be shooting for 300. Now, 
If you're at 150 minutes now, don't try to hit 300 minutes next week. We'll talk about how to increase your exercise volume later, but just know that that's a really good rule of thumb. Next thing is, what should those 150 to 300 minutes be comprised of? Generally speaking, the anatomy of an exercise session should start with a thorough warm-up to prime your body for movement. This should include some heart rate elevation to get your body temperature up, some prehab exercises to prevent injury and improve mobility and flexibility, and then you move into your general session, and then your session should conclude with a cool down that speeds up the recovery process. And I can guarantee you that the beginning and the end of the session is where most people have a lot of problems and they're missing a ton of benefits. But we'll go into detail, much more detail later on. But right now I want to focus on like the meat of that session. The CDC recommends that part of your exercise program should be comprised of moderate intensity exercise. So what is that? That's exercise, it's like walking at a brisk pace, bicycling around 10 to 12 miles per hour, things that are aerobic in nature. My recommendation is that you should focus your time on zone two aerobic exercise, which is exercise in the intensity range of approximately 60 to 75% of your max heart rate. For a 40 year old person, that would be like in the 108 to 135 beat per minute range. And you should be able to talk when you're doing this, these types of exercises, but you're gonna be moving at a brisk pace. I will do an entire episode on this later, but for now, moderate intensity activity or moderate intensity exercise should be activities that are aerobic in nature. Now, there's also vigorous exercise, which is like running or jogging at a faster pace, getting on your bike and kind of getting after it, doing interval training. To me, this would be exercise above a heart rate range of about 75% of your max heart rate. So for a 40-year-old, that's above 140 beats a minute. If you go to like one of these big box gyms, like a Orange Theory or an F45, you're, most of your time you're going to spend in a higher heart rate zone. The CDC recommends that you should spend 75 to 150 minutes of your routine per week in one of these zones. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail later, but you can break this up in a lot of ways. Finally, at least two sessions per week should be targeted at total body muscle strengthening exercises. You should be focusing on improving the strength of all muscle groups, like your posterior chain, your hamstrings, your glutes, your erectors, your chest, your arms. The key is, is that these muscle strengthening sessions should require you to strain enough that you elicit an adaptation. For some people, that will mean just doing body weight to begin. For others, you're going to have to use some type of external resistance. So if you want to improve any system in the body, you must present enough stress to the body that it requires you to adapt. So if you want to improve the cardiopulmonary system, you're going to have to do some type of cardiopulmonary exercise, aerobic or high intensity interval work. Or if you want to improve musculoskeletal system, you're going to have to do some type of resistance training. You must apply enough stress to make the body adapt. Too much and you burn out or get injured. Not enough and you won't see progress. And this is a delicate dance that a lot of people haven't learned how to dance yet. And so I see people getting injured all the time or they get burnout or they're just not doing enough and their body's not changing. I'm gonna teach you how to develop a system where you're, you, you can push adaptation. You can push your body at an appropriate rate to where you're constantly moving forward. But right now, 
I just want you to know that you got to push. My good friend, Buddy Morris, who's a strength conditioning coach in the NFL, used to say this. We are nothing but an independent matrix system that communicates with and amongst itself with electrically charged molecules. We are self-regulating, supercompensating, and hell-bent on one thing, adaptation. And that is so true. That is the key to this whole thing. So you can stimulate the body in a lot of different ways to get an adaptive response. You can add more volume, which would be more reps or sets or distance or time. You can stimulate the body with more intensity, like going up a hill, cycling or running up a hill by using more weight or even going from doing a kneeling push-up to a full body weight push-up. Or density, the frequency at which you're training. That would be like going from one time a week to two times a week. There are a million ways to do this. What I want you to understand today is that you have to stimulate the body to adapt. You have to stimulate, but not annihilate. We're going to talk about that later. So here's the big takeaway. You should be aiming for at least 150 to 300 minutes of exercise a week. Remember, 150 is like minimum threshold. 300 minutes is ideal. A chunk of that time should be spent doing moderately intense aerobic exercise. And I'm recommending zone two is where you spend most of your time. And again, I will do an entire episode on aerobic exercise in general and zone two exercise. You should be doing at least two total body strengthening sessions per week, depending on where your fitness level is right now. This could be body weight training or it could be full on weight training. If you've never done any formal body weight or weight training before, or if you're just completely uncertain about where to begin. I actually created a program for my sister's company and it's called Thyroid and Thrive. It's built for women with thyroid and adrenal issues. It's an app-based program that starts with body weight and gently moves to dumbbell kettlebell exercises. And if you're a novice, this would be a great place for you to start. You don't have to have thyroid issues to do this program. I'm just throwing that out there because it was designed as a very gentle way to introduce people to exercise. If you are fit enough for it, vigorous exercise is a great way to push your cardiovascular system. This could be in the form of interval training or more intense aerobic exercise or even things like jujitsu, which my family does. And finally, your exercise sessions should begin with a proper warm-up to prime your body for exercise, which I'll break down in a future episode, and it should end with a cool-down designed to bring your body back down to baseline and to speed up recovery. So you have warm-up, Then you could have aerobic exercise or vigorous exercise or general body, total body strength training. And then you want to finish with a cool down to speed up recovery and to bring your body back down to baseline. Today, the objective was just to paint a very big picture of exercise. In the coming episodes, we'll get into the weeds on how to improve your aerobic fitness, mobility, how to properly warm up, which I can almost guarantee most of you are doing. If you like where this is headed, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email me at eric at ericquorum.com. I want to know exactly what you want to learn more about in regards to exercise so we can craft these episodes specifically for your needs. And if you found today's episode valuable, please leave us a review and a rating in the Apple Podcast app, as this will help us reach more people with the message of the blueprint. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.